Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for watching the Instant Reaction. For full episodes of the Canon Podcast, sign up as a YouTube member on this channel or go to patreon.com forward slash the Canon Pod. Welcome back to the Instant Reaction. We won a game of football! <laughs> Doesn't count, mate. Only, yeah! only, we only scored three open play goals. Don't matter. <laughs> it's brilliant. You know what? I, I don't know about you guys, but um, look, I'm just gonna I, I'm gonna have to say part of being a foreign fan is that you don't get to get the times that you guys are lovely doing. It is way too early over here in Canada. Oh, I agree. Um, it is way too early. Big fan. <laughs> it's also way too early for Babs. So yes, it's way too early. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know what? I I look I, before I came on. I quickly went through socials so I could get a, an idea of what happened pre-match. And I don't know what people were thinking, but people were furious, mate, with the lineup. And the general timeline was, oh my god, we haven't learned anything. We've gone to Dubai to come back to essentially a non-changed lineup or an unchanged. Uh, dynamic right and, and so i was just i was very confused and i mean we've been predicting a really big win coming yeah we've been predicting a five nil coming on this podcast and it's kind of nice in the first game that we got that we got running power fc for 20 minutes and so it's it's like some of the highlights are there but for you guys what were some of the big things that you saw at least with the lineup like what were your emotions coming into the game because we saw Trossard in the lineup. We saw Zinchenko. And uh, I'll be honest, that lineup to me screamed, did we learn much? Like, what were your guys' first thoughts seeing those uh, those players? Yeah. I, look, I, 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 you know, I think we should probably be honest and say at the beginning, you know, when we all saw that lineup, I was expecting more change. I think when... Um, in that first half, I wasn't... You know, this is the thing. I, I think what happens is sometimes you go it would be nice for this to happen or, you know, it's, it's a shame that our attacking patterns still don't look good. And then it's, it's seen as like this sort of massive attack. It's like, it's okay. If we win the match, that is 95% of the headline. That's all that matters. Then there's just mm-hmm. a couple of, a couple of little subtitles at the bottom saying, can we improve on this, that, and the other saying we could improve on this, that, and the other, which I think we should get to at some point is fine. It's okay. And there's th- some things to improve on, but I think we should focus on the positives and say, 
We won 5 0. And for the, for the confidence, that, that is all that matters. For, for the confidence to come away, looking at that scoreline, going home tonight, knowing we've got that monkey off our back. We know that that's done now. We can move forward. We can press forward. I think we've got um, a, a week uh, a week on Tuesday to our next game. Mm-hmm. We're looking, you know, a lot of things were returning. There were some problems which we should come to, but Babs, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can only look at the positives now. I wasn't surprised by the lineup because when I saw it, I thought Mikel was just stacking the goal scorers because we needed a goal, right? And when you got Havertz, who's naturally a goal scorer, trust us more of a natural finisher as well. I think he wanted to, you know, find a way to score. The fact that it came from our centre back was was. You know, maybe not ideal, but it came from the centre back, and I, we we hear all all the time on social media how set pieces are, I, I would say underrated. You know, and every time I want to score a set piece goal, it's like, oh my god, they only score set pieces. You know, we can definitely score more goals from open play, but that's not scoring set pieces isn't a bad thing. That's actually a positive. Only because we're not scoring from open play doesn't affect the set pieces. Well, that itself is is amazing. No, no one at the ground cares. It's it's a social media no, thing. It, let's, it, let's, yeah, it's a, let's not yeah. look at it through. The, you know, it it if you're it's a if quest you're at the for. Ground, Mm, it's a quest for perfection, basically. It's like yeah. every single goal needs to be Wenger-esque, one, two, you know, the, the Norwich goal where Wood Wilshire scored. Yeah. And it's not like that. Yeah. And maximising set pieces that Mikel Arteta has done the last two, three years is, is a very positive sign because you'll score important goals like we saw today. So, well, so many well, let's, well, let's say, like, when you look at the score line, we've combined open play with set pieces. Maybe part of the frustration, just so I can get maybe alternative fan views, is that it's the proportion of the set piece goals making up our goals. And that's where maybe people have issue because I think nobody can have issue with us being the best set piece team in the league, 100%. which never gets talked about enough. You know, I think Nicholas Yover deserves huge praise. I mean, there's a lot of narrative online that we don't defend set pieces as well near at the near post. But for me, the, the, the set piece thing is actually something to tease out a little bit more because Declan Rice is on corners. And, you know, we saw, saw the training picks comes from a Declan Rice corner. We get a goal. Um, so, boys, like, do you guys feel that that could be something that's in his locker moving forward? I know for myself, I've always felt like he could be a, a dead ball specialist with some more training, with some more time. I just think his technique, his ball striking means that he's got some guided deliveries that we could really hone. And it was nice to see little tidbits. But do you guys think that this is something to see moving forward, that we see Declan Rice on some set pieces? It was a phenomenal delivery. I'll be real. So, because the moment I looked at the corner, I was like, oh, it's Declan Rice. And as George says, we saw the photo on Twitter. So I was like, there's got to be something he's worked on there. Mm-hmm. And when I saw the the quality and, and the, the strike itself, was it was a fantastic cross. I was almost like, it's a Kevin De Bruyne type of cross. Like, there's the pinpoint accuracy, perfect pace. And then obviously, Gabriel does amazing as well. So I think so. I think so. I think he took most of the corners on that side from right and saying anyways. And having that elite ball striking, I think is 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 why like, another reason why he's so special. Yeah. I- I'll be honest. I didn't. I was saying to my mate, well, who I was watching it with, I was like, I, I, why is Rice on corners? Because we're looking at, you know, two, two maybe his two biggest moments in Arsenal shirt so far are both from set pieces. You know, if they're from a Luton free kick and from a from a um, the Man United goal, so you know, arguably. So I, I was a little bit frustrated, but you know what? I don't care. And this is, you know, maybe this is my headline for today. I don't care. There, there are some issues which we should come to, but I, I just feel. This is such an important win in the context. You know, think think what's been going through the players' minds for the last couple of weeks. You know, it, it's it like all, all, all that stuff, you know, they would we'll be talking about it in Dubai and saying, you know, the finishing, what can we do? Every question's about it. Every Everything is, we need to get the finishing right. We need to get the finishing right. And that that getting that off the back of the of those players, getting that out of, you know, I don't, we could have mm-hmm. won 10-0 or 2-0. 
getting that off off the back of the players, getting a win is the most important thing. So let's not. It's a it's, a it's a funny game, isn't it? Because we're struggling to score goals in the last two, and then bang, bang, and then he comes off the bench and, and goal off the goal, right? And the funny thing was, if I don't think if you notice this right, but we celebrated the third goal a lot more than the first and second because it was open play. You can see where they trust our celebrating. It was it was more passionate. It was almost yeah. like a wow, we finally done it. It's been a while, and that's the thing they be working on the most. And thank you so much to Wayne Jenkins for the super chat here. TNT's commentator saying, "Eza rather than Eze. That's me. That is me. That is <laughs> me George. as a commentator. The George pronunciation issues coming to four. Um, so thank you. Thank you again for your super chat, Wayne. We appreciate that. Um, and I, I think that maybe looking in total of the match, we can go through, because it seemed to me a game of two halves. It seemed to me that... You know, while we definitely got the set piece goals, you know, um, there was an issue in the first half with us getting started. And I mean, I think we can maybe briefly talk about that left hand side creatively, some of the problems that we saw. And then we can move on to the brilliant second half, which I felt is pretty significant, not just because I do want to have a section on the central running power. But the ending with Jorginho, I thought was very interesting. Much of what we saw with Liverpool had to do with that double pivot. And then in the, the last 15 minutes, again, we see a very good spark for the team. Uh, so what did you guys make of kind of that first half? Maybe a game of two halves, despite, you know, having a uh, very high XG. And uh, look, guys, the people are saying it, field tilt. Can we, we we've got to find the field tilt. Let's and, let's and look at the stat. Before field, we on... field tilt's been banned, bro. You know before I mean? we go on to that. We, we, can, we cannot. <laughs> let's have we a look at We cannot. And the most important one. Oh, there it is. There it is. Oh, Lee, I'm not matters. joking. Lee, I'm that's, not that's, joking. Field tour is the most important thing in the world. That's, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. That this is, isn't a joke. Give us a title. Give us a title. If we end the Please. year and we're not the best team in, in the field tour, we don't deserve a title. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That's all that matters to me. XG, don't care. Goals, don't care. Running XG, don't care. Field tilt. Um, five goals two, uh, two, from two and a half expected goals. So we're overshooting that, which is, you know, which is nice, uh, which is not hasn't happened that many times. 22 shots to Palace's 12. Mm-hmm. Open play shots to 11 to five. Possession 60 to 39. Um, yeah, I, I do think, though, George, returns to what you're saying, a game of two halves. I, I think in the first half, I did feel... Um, I felt, there's a number of things. I didn't think... we there was, there was nothing wrong, but it was similar to the problems that we've been having over the last couple of couple of weeks. Nothing necessarily wrong, but nothing exciting and nothing sort of getting us out of our seat and nothing getting us going forward and whatever. And when you have that situation, you put so much, you don't make enough chances or you don't make enough high quality chances, really, is, is the point. You put so much pressure on the finishing and that's kind of in the quandary that we've been in. So I was worried that it was the same situation again. I was pretty shocked that Mikel hadn't made more changes. Yeah, I think that was the thing that our fans were so annoyed, maybe because they seen the rumors about Smithrow, and then Mikel said that he's been training well again. They're going, "Oh, this might be the game." Yeah. And looking at how Smithrow came off the bench, you know, you can't help but talk about it straight away because the energy, the intensity, and just the fact that you can see that he wants a goal, you can see it, and and I think if he gets more minutes, he'll get that goal because he he'll keep getting into the positions, and he's not a bad finisher either. Fantastic ball strike. I mean, we remember how good he was in twenty twenty one, twenty two. So yeah, I have to think that Mikel needs to show Smithrow a pathway. Because the quality is there. And obviously, it falls onto Mills well to stay fit. Because every time he has maybe had a chance, maybe Odegaard was injured earlier this season, he wasn't available. But if he can stay fit, Mikel needs to show him a reason, you know, to why he should stay at Arsenal. And there is going to be a pathway. Because we've seen it with Ramsdale now. He was fantastic against Liverpool, dropped for this game here. Those players that are trying to break into the first team, they need to be shown that if they play well, they will break into that team. Rather than if you play well, 
Uh, it doesn't matter anyways, because next game, because then how are they meant to be motivated going into the next game in the future? So, so let me ask a question. Let me bring Alex in here, because um, at the end of the day, Mikel needs to show, for as much as maybe I or even Babs, like we love what Smith Rowe could be, right? And for as much as that, I think we both admit between now and the end of the season, Emil has to prove he's able to come in this team and do more of this cameo on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. Now, with that, Mikel has to give him the minutes, has to be given the opportunities. In your opinion, what was the biggest on-the-ball differences? Because I would argue we all admit that Emil maybe has to do a little bit more defensively in terms of a profile, in terms of getting in the team. Perhaps the reason he hasn't in the past is because of his pressing schemes and his commitment off the ball, but on the ball... What is your opinion on what he offers us besides the central running power, besides the incision between the lines? Like when you compare between Havertz, and let's try not to beat around the bush here, the first half performance of what you've seen with Kai Havertz, and then the kind of 20 minutes that you see with kind of Emil there. What What is it that either keeps him on the bench or, in your opinion, lets him move on now with some more consistent minutes in comparison to some of our other eight options? I think both of them suited their own game states that they were in. I think Habert suited it maybe a little bit more, um, being a little, when it was a little bit more attritional. I think he might help, helped us to control the game. But I think as the game opened up, what you see is an ability to turn and receive and, and, and drive forward. And the thing is, every time Habert's receives the ball between the lines, the first thing he does is connect. The first, He always immediately gets out of his feet, which is fine. Smith Rowe is willing to drive, is willing to make those off-the-ball runs, is willing to come through centrally and and offer you something a little bit more. And you're not always going to have that space, which is why he worked at the end. Mm -hmm. I, I'd love to see Smith Rowe start. I, I think, again, we're maybe in a similar situation with Smith Rowe as we were with Trossard. There was a sort of period where we were saying, well, Trossard needs to start, needs to start. But actually, Trossard, the reason Trossard, maybe at the end of last season, the beginning of this season, was having such an impact was because he could come on into certain games that really suited him. And I do think with Smith Rowe, there is an element of that. I'd love to see him start, but you know, what more can Smith Rowe do than what he did in that cameo? Nothing. He came on, he was fantastic. He looked really dangerous. He probably, you know, you know, a, a Jesus a pass being a slightly, you know, a touch further back, and he's probably in. So, you know, and I thought he looked really, really, really strong. People were clearly trying to set him up. You could see a number of a number of uh, chances that he fell to him. I think he probably would have got a goal had he, you know, played for another 20 minutes. But Look, it, it, I, I think it's, it is coming back to George, what you said about Mikel. You know, Mikel has to give him the opportunities. And the only evidence we have is that he doesn't want to do that, which is why I, think, I, 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 I retain I think some... a major reason why fans want to see Smith Rowe play is because not just Smith Rowe, but a lot of the players that fans want to see, maybe Reese Nelson or someone like that, it feels like Mikel chooses them by force at times. Like he will only choose them if he needs to. And I think if he wants to show these players that they are a part of the squad, he needs to trust them proactively. In games like like you know, not just today, but in games where you know, in the seventieth minute, if we are struggling and we need a goal, maybe not, maybe change up, maybe bring on a, bring on a Smith Rowe because we talked about Alex talks about all the time that we might need a, a Phil Foden type of profile who can collect it and turn. Smith Rowe is the closest we have to that. Yeah. Agreed. So if we've got that sort of profile and he is available, then you've got to use him a bit more often. And I think if you the more you use him, the more he'll get rhythm. And then if he scores a goal, the thing is, if he scores a goal today, does he break into the game next next lineup? Probably not. And that's for me not, not an issue necessarily, but I want to see maybe Mikel reward his players that come off the bench with cameos, with maybe a start here and to show them like, okay, look, there, there is a clear pathway. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. You keep working hard. You put a, you make an impact, and you'll get a chance. And I mean, to be fair, look, he's coming off. I, I don't think people understand uh, the, the reintegration and the physio components to this. For example, I would never, as Smith Rowe's probably biggest fan, I would never say 
He needs a 90 right now. He needs several 20 minutes to be introduced, by the way, to get match fitness, to build himself up to a point to get 90. And I think that Mikel, look, to be fair, in the last month, Mikel has said more positive Emile Smith-Rowe things than he did in the previous nine. So there's there's clearly been a shift in the narrative, a shift in how we view him. Ultimately, we just have to see. But I think moving forward, we could talk about Emile Smith-Rowe. I would love to for the whole pod. But we have to move on. And last 15 or so minutes, I want to go to Baps. Because we see Jorginho come in and we see, I'd say, maybe 15, 20, but like, I think it was 15. But you see him come in and I think that the dynamics that he provides, maybe not as the player moving forward, but he's certainly come in to have a brilliant cameo himself. Somebody that I think even from Liverpool, we see the power of what that double pivot type balance gives us. What do you think Jorginho gave us in the end? And do you think that's something that we should start to look at going forward to start with more regularly? I love Jorginho's variation. You know, he always kind of knows when to play that perfect passing behind. And and if he sees he'll play it, I think with, with Rice and Partey at times, it can be a little bit more erratic. Or they might not choose to play, especially in terms of Declan Rice, because he's a bit different in nature. But Jorginho's got the experience, and you can see it. And when he comes on, you you know he's a, he's a bit more assured to him. And as you said, that game against Liverpool, apart from the finishing, you know the balance was fantastic. So seeing that in that game, and in certain games, Zinchenko may not be available in injury. Mikel has seen that if he could balance the team correctly in midfield and have the pivot maybe as two midfielders instead, then it works. So I think that's the key thing a lot of fans want to see. is not just the finishing, but a better balance to the team and when you focus on the left-hand side it feels like at times with Havertz and, and Trossard in this game and maybe Jesus drifting over it's not as balanced and then you see Smith-Rowe come on and Martinelli come on they're more complementing profiles you can see that the, we start to use the left-hand side more often and then also become more unpredictable absolutely and like Alex I don't want to starve you of this conversation but I mean this idea of balance right like we've been searching for it all season we've had little like the I'd, I'd argue the little cons that we have in every great performance relate to balance, right? For you, is this something that we need to tease open a little bit more? Or is it more of a case of, listen, it's the end of the game. We're already up 3-4-0. He's coming into favorable conditions already. Is there too much stock being put into this cameo? Or is it fair to kind of combine Liverpool and this and say, there is something to work on here. There is something to tease open for more balance. I think so. I think, I, I, again, I, I'll go back to what I said about the first half. I was shocked that Mikel didn't do something a little bit more different. I was shocked to not see Saka slightly differently. You know, they, okay, you, you could argue there's maybe a little bit more rotation. But, you know, towards the end, Saka was fully inside. And I was, you know, expecting, and, and again, you, you, there's so many options and I'm not suggesting, right, tear everything up, put Saka, put Saka in the middle, uh, drop Martinelli, put Trossard at left back. You know, I'm not saying that, but, you know, just a little bit of a tweak some, uh, somewhere. And I was surprised that the only thing he did was a personnel thing, but essentially employed Trossard in a pretty similar way to the way he does Martinelli. So that that did shock me. Um, and I think, as you guys have sort of alluded to, that left-hand side did look more more effective. But I will, again, go back to the game state and say, you know, I think it, it does depend on, on, on where you are at in a game. I want to though bring up the one of the issues and maybe sort of throw this back to you guys i feel like our line height has dropped i could be wrong i need to look at the numbers uh, and i was trying to find the numbers just now but what it feels like at the moment and part of the reason it feels like we're not particularly fluid at times because the way we got for the way the goals that we scored were transition goals which is great 
and I'm not complaining. And again, I want to consider it's like my my thing about the the academy players. Here we go again, Alex <laughs> at the end of a five nil saying how bad we are, unbelievable. Top gooner, we, mate. Top gooner. Yeah, top gooners. Top gooners. Always complaining. I I just you know I I I know where what anyone think this is a subtitle of a subtitle of a subtitle of a, of a problem, right? But. I do look at the way we we were playing in that first half, and I feel as though the compression that we had in those best parts of 22-23 and the best games that we've had this so far this season, it feels like Saliba and Gabriel and Jesus are, are, are years away from each other at the minute. And what that creates is a difficulty to connect through the lines. What it creates is, a, um, I think, some second ball looseness. I think it creates a difficulty to to almost a desire as a team to, to, to get the ball forward quickly. A number of things. I need to look at the numbers, but that's a sense that I get. I also feel when we're attacking in, in open play, everyone wants to stick to their channel. You see Trossard will almost, in, in that first half, was almost always going on the, on the outside. Absolutely fine. Havertz was always going through in the, that's, that gap between the centre-back and the full-back. That's fine. You know, you're allowed to do that. But if you happen every time, you move forward as a sort of a front, that front four or Erdegaard joining and everyone's in the same lanes every single time, it just creates a little bit of predictability. Small tweaks, not massive things. We won the game 5-0. I'm not saying it's a massive problem, but I do think we could we could be sat here on a different day, say Palace score from a corner, and we're again talking about our lack of ability in, in to create you know really, really good chances. It's not worked I, out that way, and, that's, and I'm happy for that, but I do mm-hmm. want to bring it up. I'm with you at the beginning of the season. I'm not with you in the last five games because I've seen some other statistics in terms of PPDA and our distances off the ball, which have... A, become much shorter and much more intense, um, which I think to me point to more of a high press in recent games, um, which is reflected in our high turnovers as well. If you look at the last five games, the high turnover numbers have been exceptional. And I think that our press in the last five games in general has been much more man-to-man. But I am with you because I feel as though that the line did drop in previous games because we haven't been as man-marking. As soon as you increase the line height, you demand to go one v one in the press. The and the only the, sorry to clear up, but the only the only thing I have at the moment, I, I was trying to find some numbers. The only thing I have is the passing, the average uh, positions. Yeah, that's, that's Saliba's average position. You know, it's deeper than Palace, so what it creates is that massive gap. Which you know, and, and Saliba, you want him? I want him here. Yeah, I mean, I I think that in general, though, I think that has to do with what is your pressing fundamentals. Right. Like if you're if you're not willing to go man to man in a particular game, your line height can't be high. If your line height is high, you're going to want to be more man to man because then the distances are shorter. And, you know, I I think that has to do a bit more with the decision making in that sense. Now, I think uh, as soon as you get Yuri and Timber, as soon as you get Thomas Partey, I'd be interested. Does this trend continue? Mm. I don't think it does. Maybe, um, I, and I also, but I also do, I do agree out of possession. I, I, I hear that, but I think in possession, I think we can step up a little bit more. I, I do feel, even with that caveat that maybe we're not absolutely going for them in position because, you know, you, the, the ball breaks and you are where you are, right? And you, then you just start to play. But I think, I, I don't know, I've just felt us creeping back and it just creates that chasm. It, it's, it's, yeah. it's probably a case of a couple of meters. It's really not big, but I do, it, it did feel quite apparent to me in that first, in that first time. What do you think, Babs? Too much in it? Nothing in it at all, or a lot in it. Or oh, I'm moaning again. Oh, we want to look. We won five. No, we want to filter. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> so, Very fair. Ju- just, just because I think before we go to some questions, I think we should take a little step back. Yes. Five nil. Do you know what I mean? 
got an, an yeah. 11 days yeah. like it's so positive it's so do, positive. do you know what i'll say though is now you look at the last like three results we've had in the three defeats in fulham liverpool and was it west ham in two of those games we deserve to win those but fans were kind of some fans were hiding that fact they're going no no ball you got to do more you got to do more we were doing the things that were right and in this game i'd say luck went in our favor and you earned that luck because in those three, that was not sustainable. You don't go make that much level, that level of XG and those many big chances and not win games. And so to win 5 0, I think it's, you know, it's justifiable. And I think I saw it actually on the earlier stats. Or was it post shot XG? Was above mm-hmm. actual XG, which uh, maybe is a sign that our finishing is improving. Um, and uh, you could definitely see that once we scored that third goal, the open play goal, that the team started to play with more fluency, more confidence. And I don't think it's an issue of quality when you talk about our finishes. Martinelli, Saka, Odegaard, these are all very good finishes. I think it was a matter of they were all out of confidence at the same time. And to see one of our best finishers come off the bench and score two goals, picture perfect goals, Sierra yeah. Riesk, it's ex- exactly what we needed. Agreed. Let's go to some comments. Ash I, are Gabriel and Rice injured? Yeah. Out for the season. Think... <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> Right, Rice. It was weird because he didn't look injured, but he walked off saying Hamian, and that yeah. was a massive thing. He's, you know, he could have just said something else. He could have said El Nini. Like, you know, we, we don't know. We're lip readers once again. Did. I think he did. Uh, he, he might have. He might have. But he didn't look injured. He didn't look like he was holding his hamstring or anything like that. No, so, it was just tightness. You know. Um, yeah. It, it I, I saw tightness. the comments at the presser. I mean, I, I doubt it. It's, uh, here, let me put it to you this way: If you pull a hammy, you will know. The fans will. That's what I was going to say. You would have known. You would have seen an issue in how he was playing with discomfort. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You can't play on with a pulled hammy. Like you will know. Um, Yeah. So in terms of Milo, thank you. Um, Striker finish. Get Gabriel up top. Um, You know, look, set pieces was significant, but you know, I think Gabriel for me, maybe we have a little conversation about him. He never gets spoken about as one of the best defenders in the league, and he He never gets score like twenty goals. Uh, yeah, it's rid- yeah, it's true. ridiculous to me because and important I, goals I, by the way as well. You don't just score goals; it's very important goals. Very, very important goals. And I and I think that if you were to go through a season, you can almost guarantee that he is going to score you three to five goals in a season for a defender. That's big. That's not marginal. So, like, where do you guys stand in terms of Gabriel's importance to the team and how he's talked about broadly? Because I don't yeah. think that he gets enough praise from online fans, from rival fans either. I mean, he, people call him a bozo, which yeah, is I, just a very super late uh, kind of description of him. He's been incredible. And he's been incredible for almost two years now, guys. It's funny because I think a player makes an early mistake when he's young. Gabriel, he's not really old. He's not like 29, 30. So I think he's yeah. like 25 now. He yeah. made a few mistakes when he was 23 and 24, which happens. But he develops. So he learns from that. I think a lot of people, they're too quick to cap people's potential if they make a mistake and they miss out all the good parts. And I think that was with Gabriel last season. He had a few tough moments where players grow through that. And the fact that he's gone come through stronger, especially after being left out of the World Cup squad, you can see that he's going, look, I need to perfect my game. I need to work harder. And there's even people that used to didn't, didn't like him as much now. And, and now they're praising him because they can see the players earns it. So he's been consistent. I haven't seen any massive errors this season. So yeah, he definitely deserves his flowers. But you see how rival fans are, man. They're always, they're always the, the, the last ones to give it. Chris, this win means nothing. Palace have lost like seven games in 11. Disagree with the first part, obviously, but I do think it's worth saying Contest. Palace were bad. <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're not it's amazing. It's worth team. saying that. But so are Liverpool, and they somehow won that game, right? So I, I wouldn't even say West Ham were fantastic against Arsenal either. It's always funny when a team comes to the Emirates and parks the bus and gets away with it, and then the commentators go, it was a tremendous defensive performance. No, we missed our chances. 
because it was a tremendous defensive performance, they don't get we don't get chances. Like you talk about Palace today, how many chances did they have? Clear cut chances. Liverpool, apart from that Diaz one right at the end, they didn't have many clear cut chances. An own goal they scored. West Ham, they had a what a corner. That was about it. Teams aren't creating chances against Arsenal, and you know I would argue they've been getting they've been getting fortunate. And today, you know, there was no luck on Palace's side. Look, I, I think you you've got to balance some of this because I do want to bring it out to a broad perspective, guys. And one thing that I think is important: look, we five nil is beautiful, it's amazing, but guys, our goal difference for me was worrying, in a sense. And we've done a really good job about getting that back up. So just in general, I mean, the goal differences of twenty five for both Liverpool and Man City prior to the match. You know, we're sitting at seventeen, which is with Villa, which is with Tottenham. And we are close to points there. And then now we bump ourselves up to 22. I think that's significant. It's not significant just for the open play goals, which it is. But I think that uh, we were reaching a point where we're, there was going to be a, a kind of a, a bookmark between City and Liverpool in terms of a goal difference. And then we're going to be the rest of the pack. Now we've got ourselves 100%. a little bit up there and, and we're close. We're within touching distance of them, which I think is wow. important moving forward. Um, but looking at the table, I just wanted to kind of talk to you guys, sit down here. Um, obviously, City and Liverpool are yet to play. Um, obviously, we've got uh, ourselves in a position to be within touching distance of the top. What does this performance do for us going forward in the next, let's say, four to six weeks? Um, where, where, where do you want to see um, us make up ground? And where do you think that we need to start establishing our dominance? I wouldn't be surprised if we won the next three games in a row, which includes Liverpool at home. And I think Arsenal are always yeah. that team under Arteta where you, if you if we oh. lose three in a row, we're about to go on the fattest winning run possible. And it happens all the time. It, it's just a theme where you, you won't lose one or two. You lose three in a row and then you go on a five, six, seven game winning streak. Yeah. Just pulling well, out the fixtures. Um, sorry, one second. So the fixtures are here. So we've got Forest again, when... you know, another 10. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> let's, let, let's, let's get there first. Uh, we've got 10 days till the next game. Uh, then we'll have another four days before Liverpool at home when? at the Emirates. Um, no, the dog's not here, Buffs. Uh, West Ham <laughs> away, London Stadium. Can be a bit tricky. The away at Turf Moor. When? And then, we're, then, we're, <laughs> then we're in the Champions League. When? How, say, you know, so that Champions League game is a month and a day from now. How many points do you see us picking up in those? What's that? One, two, three, four, four games. 12. <laughs> Babs says 12 um, look I, I think anywhere from 10 to 12 is something that we need to look at if we want to maintain this title race form and unfortunately that's kind of what look on one hand people say you're going to overinflate a palace win and then on the other hand they're like I want you to compete for the title I'm sorry competing for the title is 10 to, tw 10 to 12 points in that run you do have to get that if you want to compete for this title now, if you're saying that we're not going to compete for this title, then no problem. You're going to be a little bit less. But I I will say, looking at this um, in general, um, I think that 10 points is something that I'm expecting at a minimum. Uh, I am with Babs. There's a chance for us uh, at home because Salah, for me, won't be there. Um, you know, he's they're going to make it at least to the round of 16 unless something crazy happens and they don't beat Cape Verde, who have already qualified. Um, it's significant. And, you know, I think that if you're going to pee at home, we owe Liverpool a game as well. I think we played very well against them and that game could have gone either way. So I, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that we absolutely drop points, but it's one of those margin games. Right. And, and I think if you're going to get yourself above Liverpool in this potential title title race, you need that to swing. 
you need that game to go towards you. So a minimum of 10 points for me in that run. I, th- I think we we have the capacity to earn the right to win. I think we have the ability in us to to earn the right to beat Liverpool. It doesn't mean we will, but I think we have it in us to put in a performance and and dominate them at home. So I, I, I'm actually more confident about that one than away at um, London Stadium. London Stadium concerns me. It does, it does. Well, but I would love nothing more to, than to win against the the so called European champions, as they like, as I like to say. And yeah, and I think you know we, we've we've been decent away from home this season, anyways. And you know the West Ham game at the Emirates, I didn't see that performance, and I wasn't going wow, they're an amazing side. They are fantastic, but they've got no Paqueta, which is I'd argue their best player. And we're gonna have players returning. You might have Thomas Partey available for that as well. And you know if you can put put Rice a bit higher, you know with that midfield of Odegaard, Rice, and Partey, why not? Look, it's a it's a big statement win in the in, in the broad scheme of things, but we'll we'll kind of maybe look for questions at the end, and then we'll uh, we'll kind of tie this up. I, I think all in all, I will say yes. if you can beat teams outside of your title challenger race and at least draw or win at home against your title challengers, you lead yourself to a title. That's the formula. So yeah. uh, as far as I'm looking at, I don't think it's confidence. I don't think it's over arrogance, but it's just a demand in this league. We need to beat teams that are outside the top three. And for me, those are the minimums. So you go through the schedule for the next five to six games. We've got a period of games that for the most part, we aren't facing title rivals except for Liverpool. You can almost accept drop points on that as long as you know there's going to be a fight and there's going to be us reaching up to that level. But I think beyond that, you cannot afford to drop points against teams outside the top three. We've done too much of that. That's what caused a little bit of the meltdown. But for now, if you're looking at City and Liverpool, what do they do, guys? 10, 15 kind of game runs where they don't drop a point. That needs to be the expectation. And I really want to make a point. That's not over arrogance. That's not overconfidence. That is the standard. If your standard is title competition, unfortunately, these are the fucking standards. You know, and so... So I, I think it's not just that I demand that. I think the team is able to do it with returnee players. Um, but we take it one game at a time, one step at a time. We've come from a wobble. You can't look much farther than your next game. 5-0 is brilliant. We can be excited, elated about this result. But then we approach kind of Forest in the next 10 games, and we kind of say, more of the same, lads. Like, let's just start building those building blocks to a winning run. Vamos. That's a good place to leave it. Excellent. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in with us. We really do appreciate all your supports. Of course, Wade Jenkins with the Super Chat. We appreciate you, and we appreciate all you in the comments as well. Uh, We couldn't do this if we didn't have you guys coming in to engage with us. We really do appreciate it. Um, And, uh, Alex, you want to satisfy Milo's? Uh, (laughs) They want it. Babs hates it, but they want it. The people want it. I don't hate it. I just find it odd. Tell you what I'll give you all. Tell you what I'll give you all instead. You can have this. In, in, in. You don't like to touch walls? So I love it. So yeah, come, come. You don't like to touch walls? You don't like to touch walls? Touch walls? Touch walls? You don't like to touch walls? You don't like to touch walls? You don't like to touch walls? 
Sports Social Podcast Network.